Long time, no new podcast. Things have been absolutely crazy behind the scenes around here, but now it's time to get all caught up. On February 15th, 2023, after an entire year of being on the run, Eva May Millard was apprehended by the U.S. Marshals Service in California. She was then taken to the San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Office, where she was booked in at 6.01 p.m. on February 15th. The next day, so February 16th, at 10 a.m., Kevin Holmes, who is the new prosecuting attorney for Crawford County, made a Facebook post that read as follows. Yesterday evening, I was notified that Eva Millard was apprehended by the U.S. Marshals Service in California. She had previously pled guilty to permitting child abuse resulting in death and was likely the killer of her daughter, two-year-old Olivia Soto. Let me just hit that line again. And was likely the killer of her daughter, two-year-old Olivia Soto. Privately, I had hoped I would get the opportunity to seek justice for Olivia, but had only told a small group of people because I was worried it was a task too big. I am proud we are now one step closer. Thank you to the U.S. Marshals Service, Arkansas Probation and Parole, and law enforcement partners across the nation. This was a joint effort with a lot of moving parts, and I can't brag enough about all the agencies involved. Eva then had an extradition hearing in California where she waived extradition, meaning that she just agreed to be extradited back to Arkansas. Eva then sat in the custody of San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Office until she was extradited back to Arkansas, and she officially arrived back in Arkansas March 2, 2023. Now, I know that you guys are wondering what happened, what got her picked up, besides, of course, this podcast and this community because we did the damn thing. Shout out to each and every one of you because none of this would have been possible without every single person who listens to this podcast helping to raise awareness about this case, demanding that justice be served for Olivia Soto, sharing this podcast with your friends and family, sharing posts online, making TikToks and Instagram posts and Facebook posts, all of the incredible, amazing things that y'all have done to make sure that people see the facts the evidence in this case, so that they know beyond any doubt that Jordan Shreve is an innocent man that had nothing to do with the murder of Olivia Soto. The fact that Eva Millard has been picked up does not mean that the fight for justice is over. Quite the opposite. The fight for justice is only just beginning in this case. And we need to, as a community, continue to fight for justice for Olivia Soto to fight to make sure that people see the facts and the evidence in this case so that they can see the truth for themselves because I think that the facts and the evidence quite clearly speak for themselves. We need to keep demanding accountability for the way this case was investigated and the way it was prosecuted to fight to have the right person prosecuted for the murder of Olivia Soto. There is a lot of work left to do in this case, besties, but for now, let's get into all of the legal shit surrounding Eva Millard that got us to where we are today. Now, up until this very moment, 
The podcast has been a linear timeline, but with Eva Millard being apprehended, the podcast is now about to shift to a non-linear timeline as we continue to cover both Jordan's case, the state of Arkansas versus Jordan Shreve, and Eva Millard and her current charges. So here's the rundown to get everybody all caught up to speed. Jordan Shreve was arrested for the first-degree murder of Olivia Soto, February of 2019, but Eva Millard wasn't picked up on her bullshit charges until August of 2020. What were her two bullshit charges? Permitting child abuse and endangering the welfare of a minor. Now, why she only got charged with endangering the welfare of a minor and permitting child abuse, which, by the way, I don't know who she was permitting besides her damn self, but I digress, or why she didn't catch those charges until August of 2020, I can't make that make sense, or maybe I fucking can. But either way, I'm just going to leave this right here. They're trying to dismiss my stuff, but they have to wait on Jordan's court. And so what, if they can't cook him for it, they're going to try something else or what? I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't even get to, I haven't talked to my public defender. He won't even come here to talk to me. So I don't really know what's going on. But when I went to court and they changed my court date, they said, um, um, I heard my uh, public defender talking to the, the prosecuting attorney and he was telling that we're, we're filing for a motion to dismiss and blah, blah, blah. But the prosecutor said, well, um, we can't dismiss until Jordan has court. And then the judge just pushed my court date off until after Jordan's court. So they're okay. trying to dismiss. All right. That's good. But, I mean, you covered uh, enough time for nothing. Yeah. But the thing that scares me is when I talk to my public defender the first time, they said if Jordan by some chance gets off, then I'm screwed. Hmm. What an interesting thing for Eva to tell her adopted mother, Connie, over a jail call. Yet, in an unforeseen turn of events by Crawford County, Jordan Shreve was acquitted because the jurors saw the facts and the evidence in this case, which only could leave a person to make one conclusion which is that Jordan Shreve is innocent, which is why he was acquitted by 12 jurors. At that point, I obviously expected for Eva Millard's charges to be amended, but they weren't. And she got to plead guilty to endangering the welfare of a minor and permitting child abuse. Again, I ask you, what fucking sense does that make? Who the fuck was she permitting to commit child abuse, except her damn self. Make it make sense, I beg you, because you can't. That leads us to December 29th, 2021, when Eva Millard appeared in court in Crawford County and pled guilty to the offense of permitting the abuse of a minor, which is a Class B felony, and the court withheld imposition of sentence for a period of 20 years conditioned upon good behavior and entered a plea of guilty to the offense of endangering the welfare of a minor, which is also a Class D felony, and the court sentenced the defendant to supervised probation for a period of six years. So to put that in normal people lingo and not legalese, she got no jail time. What she did get was 20 years of you better act right and six years of supervised probation. 
The court ordered her to take an anger management class and provide proof of completion within one year. The court ordered her to complete an assessment at Western Arkansas Guidance and Counseling within three weeks of the plea date. She was ordered to submit to random drug screens through the duration of her suspended sentence to be supervised by her assigned probation officer on maximum supervision level and to pay a $35 monthly probation supervision fee beginning immediately. She was ordered to do 60 days of community service to be completed within 180 days and to pay $150 in court cost. $3,500 in fines, and $40 booking and administrative fees payable to the Crawford County Prosecuting Attorney's Office at the rate of $100 per month beginning 30 days after completion of community service. So all of this went down on December 29th of 2021. And not two months later, hell, barely one month later, on February 8th of 2022, Eva gets in trouble again. On February 8th, 2022, which again is barely a month, a fucking month, out on probation, Eva gets arrested for a charge that she is very familiar with and did prison time for, which is theft of property. The arrest report, written by Officer Ashley Breedlove of Fort Smith, reads, on February 8th, 2022, at approximately 1643 hours, aka 443 in the afternoon, I was dispatched to 5111 Rogers Avenue to J.C. Penney's in reference to a shoplifter. Upon my arrival, I made contact with, and I'm going to redact this guy's name because the poor bastard just worked at J.C. Penney's. No need to drag him into all this shit. For Penny's, who stated that a white female had entered the store and had walked to the women's and was looking around. He then stated that she picked up some items and then went to the workout section where she picked up some legging. He then stated that she went to the juicy section and picked up a pair of pants. Then she went to the dressing room. He then stated when she left the dressing room, she did not have anything in her hands, but her purse was larger than before. He then stated that he checked the dressing room she had come out of and found the tags from the items laying in the dressing room. He then stated that another employee had advised him that she was by the men's exit. He stated that he made contact with her and she was cooperative, and he escorted her to the AP office. I then notified the on-duty supervisor and the mobile booking station was brought out, and she was booked on site and she was issued a BCC and released. So she stole $300 worth of shit from JCPenney's. I mean, she was willing to risk it all for some fucking juicy sweatpants. And again, this is not 2005. This is circa 2022. And we were laying it all on the line, risking it all for some juicy fucking sweatpants. The least I can hope is that it was a matching velour sweatpants suit. I, I, that, I, I can't I fucking can't. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Ten ounce baby Jesus, Buddha, Egyptian gods, Mother Nature, and Tom Cruise. Obviously, that is a direct violation of her suspended sentence and probation. So the very next day, February 9th, 2022, 
Eva had to go pay her probation officer a little visit. She tested positive for amphetamines and THC at the probation office and signed a confession form admitting to using methamphetamine and marijuana, and obviously that is a direct violation of the terms and conditions of her suspended sentence and probation. She had failed to complete an assessment at Western Arkansas Guidance and Counseling within three weeks of the plea date as ordered by the court. She hadn't done her community service hours. Imagine that. She had not done a single thing that she was required to do. She got to not go to prison under these simple, very fucking simple terms and conditions, and she couldn't do couldn't be bothered to do a single fucking one. And then just over a month later, commits a new crime. As a result of all of this fuckery, on February 9th, 2022, a revocation petition goes in, aka, hey, she violated the terms and conditions. This bitch might need to go to prison because clearly she is incapable of following the most basic of rules. And willing to risk it all, I might add, for a pair of juicy sweatpants in 2022. Nothing against juicy, but those of us that survived the 90s, early 2000s, if you know, you know. And I know that you know. So following the whole juicy sweatpants debacle and the whole visit to the probation office, which was a 0 out of 10 for her, a revocation warrant was issued for her on February 15th, 2022. Now, ironically, she happened to be apprehended by U.S. Marshals Service exactly a year to the date of this warrant being issued. And that brings us full circle back to today, March 8th, 2023, where she is currently being held in Sebastian County Jail, awaiting her first appearance in Crawford County. Just in case anyone is confused, because this shit is confusing, Eva Millard was not arrested for the murder of her two-year-old daughter, Olivia Soto, though I hope to see the day. What she was apprehended for is the violation of the terms and conditions of her suspended sentence and her six years of probation, and then fleeing the state. And that should get everyone all brought up to speed on what's going on around here. But get ready, besties, because the best is yet to come. And we are only just getting started. 